This call may be recorded or transcribed. While staying on our knees 
It's God we aim to please. We are declared victory.
It's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. For 
It's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Staying on our knees For 
It's God we aim to please. We are declared victory.
It's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Staying on our knees For 
It's God we aim to please. We are declared victory.
It's God we aim to please. We are declared victory.
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Randy. Eva. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. God's got her back all the time. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. I have a prayer request for my husband, Rick. Okay. Um, He's going to be having heart catheterization tomorrow at St. Joseph's uh, Hospital. Okay. So if you could, I'm sorry. So if you could please lift up my husband, Rick Romack, for tomorrow's heart catheterization. Okay, I have him down. We will definitely be praying for a successful procedure for tomorrow. Thank you so much, Mitten. Can I also ask that you pray for me to keep me strong and not get anxiety? Yes, because the, your, the, your strength is inside of you. Remember, remember. Oh, that. I know that, but I mean, yeah. I've, I've got very bad uh, back, and um, I can't do what I used to do, you know, drive. And oh, stuff I see like what you're that. saying. Yes. 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 Thank you so much. That's what we be praying for you as well. Thank you so much. Yes. All is well, Susie. All is well. Thank you. All right. Love you. Love you too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I would say good morning, good Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Uh, good morning. This is Joyce. Uh, happy Wednesday to everyone. Good morning, Joyce. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call. And I just want to say, hey, hey, I was praising God. I get up every day at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's God's strength. And like you said, the strength is in me, and that I'm so grateful. And I want to say thanks for declare victory that I'm on this call every day. And when I started, I was a mess, you know, but I'm getting better and I'm stronger. And today, yes. I lost my son two years ago, and so today is the day he was born. And I want to thank Didi for reminding me just to think of the good times. Uh, yes, but God has gave me peace and joy. And I want to thank Rochelle for her story and that it encourages me into now today is the day I would be the fun, but now I have joy and I'm just grateful for his two children he left me and the what he's gonna do and what God is gonna do in their lives. Um, Amen. Also, also um uh, my my sister, uh Beyonce, he lost his lost his dad Saturday and then I lost my cousin Sunday. So I'm just I'll be in the light for the family and I'm just grateful to Hey, hey, praise God, you know, and I thank God. I'm grateful today, uh, yeah, because, Lord, he has brought me a mighty long way with his strength. And so thank you so much. And keep us lifted up in prayer as we make arrangements. 
Thank you. And thank you, Didi so and Rochelle, to be on the line. And Claire Victory, love you all. Love you too, Sister Lisa. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good morning. And happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Tatiana. Thank you. Good morning, Tatiani. I'm sorry, Tatiana. Happy Wednesday. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you. Happy You're Wednesday. Welcome. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Happy Wednesday, Krishanda. And God bless you as well. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Valuable. I heard two people. I think I heard Sonia and I heard someone else. Yeah, Good you did. Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear your sound. Thank you, love. And Good who was morning, the other Daddy person Bruce. I heard? Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. And I heard two other people. Good morning. Good to hear your sound, Diane. Thank you. Good morning, Valuable. It's Moxie. Good morning to Claire Victory. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Moxie. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Hey, Vivi. It's Didi. Good morning, Wednesday. Love you. Love you too, and good morning, Didi. Happy Wednesday to you. Is there anyone else? Good morning. This is Judy. I'm so happy to be on the line today. Everybody have a good fasting Wednesday. I'm looking forward to our call this evening. Good morning, Judy. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. This is Simone. Good morning, Simone. Happy Wednesday. Hey, niece. That's my niece. I love you, girl. Hi, Auntie. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good to hear your sound. Okay, at this time, Good morning, I'm going to ask. Good morning, Swanita. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. At this time, Thank I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute. Oh, I'm sorry. Was there someone else saying good morning? Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, Dee. Happy Wednesday. It's Rochelle. Good morning and happy Wednesday. It's our restorated Rochelle. <laughs> okay, this time I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure and join us during the month of November. Our theme this month is strength. All of our declarations will focus on the power of God's strength for our lives. Make sure you call in and be edified, encouraged, and 
empowered to live life out loud according to the will and purpose of God and his holy word. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truth along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is from Denise Covington, and she's asking for prayer for healing in her body. Susie is asking for prayer for her husband, Rick. He's having a heart catheterization tomorrow. So we'll pray for a successful um, procedure for Rick for tomorrow. And then Susie is also asking for strength for her throughout, throughout this process. So strength for Susie and um, successful heart catheterization for Rick for tomorrow. And then Sister Lisa is asking for prayer for strength and comfort for her family as they recently lost a loved one. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sonia. Have a blessed day. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the flood. Abba, we thank you for a new day. We thank you for just seeing right now. We thank you, Lord God, that we were able to put our feet and plant them on the ground this day. For on this day, you endowed us with strength, Lord God. You endowed us with mercy. You endowed us with your love. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that strength was spoken to the dry bones. You asked Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones yet live? His response was, master, only you, only you know. So we speak this day to the bones and prophesy and say, listen to the message of God. So we speak to Lisa right now. We ask for comfort for her. We ask for joy. We ask for peace for the family. And we ask for total healing, my Heavenly Father. 
We thank you for Denise, my heavenly father, for she was bold enough to open up her mouth and ask for healing, healing in her body, my heavenly father. We thank you, God, because you are the God that healeth thee. You are the God that heals to the marrow of the bones. Lord God, we thank you for Susie, for Rick, for as he goes into the catheterization, it's already done. We just ask that you stand the doctors up, erect, the anesthesiologists, Lord God, the nurses, all those that are in attendance in the room, that you are ever present. You are omnipresent, God. So we know that healing is already done. As we continue forth, Lord God, that as you have endowed us with strength, not just in our bodies, but in our minds, in our hearts, Lord God, we thank you that each and every chamber, Lord God, beats upon your beat. As we trade our will for your will on the trading floor, Lord God, we trade it and surrender to you on this day because this is the day that we will stuff with you, Lord God. We trade our will, our mind, our heart, Lord God, at the table is everything that we seek after. And when we seek after you, Lord God, everything is right. You said in Matthew 6 and 33, seek after you, Lord God, and all your righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you, Heavenly Father. We thank you as we take our phones off of mute one by one. One shall declare, as is the earth is the fullness thereof. One shall praise you, Lord God. One shall worship you, Lord God. One shall clap your clap their hands, my heavenly Father. One shall open up their mouth and declare that as they go forth, that we love that you give us the victory, Heavenly Father, and not man. I am so glad that I can come to you, Lord God, and thank you, Lord, and I can request for you for your glory. Thank you, Lord. 
Father, we thank you for the water that's going to be poured out. We thank you for the water that's going to water the seed right now. And we thank you for the one that's going to stand up and declare your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Like Pastor Paul. Amen, amen, and amen again. Good morning, God morning, great morning. I pray that you all can hear me well. First and foremost, this is just a quick sound check. Can you hear me? Am I muffled? Do I sound okay? No, you're clear. So it's good. Okay. Good deal. Well, happy Wednesday. It is our Wait While You Wait Wednesday, guys. It's the day that we have set aside for fasting and for prayer. But what I'm going to say is... Um, I'm I'm probably going to check out. My time is a little bit different. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina with Raven and her family um, here for the Spears Conference, and I'm super excited to be here, but even more importantly, I'm happy to share with each of you this morning um, what God has given me. Um, I am grateful for this season, grateful for each of you. Thank you valuable. Thank you, Sonia, and thank you to each of you that lended your sound to this morning's corporate prayer and praise. I pray this morning that um, the share will be a supernatural impartation of a greater and a deeper revelation. Um, I was reading in the text, and actually a few days ago, Tanya and I were having a conversation, and it led me to this, and I want to coin this morning. Share the strength to die. Yep, I said it. The strength to die. D I E. When we think about that word in and of itself, it is so associated with grief and pain and uh, frustration in the process, adjustments, uh, realignments, reestablishing. But having the courage um, after there is a grief period to continue to contend for the faith. Uh, as I was studying um, this teaching, I'm going to do a, a little bit more reading than I normally do this morning, um, just to bring uh, some clarity to the text. And uh, some may even dare or choose to argue with me. Uh, with regard to some of what I, I discovered, the revelation that I got during studying this portion. Um, and, and I want to encourage you and to challenge your theology this morning. It may make you a little bit uncomfortable, but how many of you know the, the level of sacrifice that is associated with following after, chasing after, seeking after the Father and doing the will and the work of the Father while it is day 
because we know that when night comes, no man can work. Well, as as I was studying, and, and I'll just kind of do a, a quick recap, in the early chapters of Matthew, probably starting around the 17th or 18th chapter, Jesus begins to warn the disciples that the Son of Man must die to fulfill the promise. He has let them know on several different occasions, actually three to be exact, listen, I'm not going to be with you all the time. I need you guys to get this, and I need you to get it quickly, considering his ministry did not begin until the age of 30, that prior to that, uh, we hear of his birth, we hear of him as a teenager at the temple, and now here he has begun to do the work of establishing the kingdom on earth through uh, his specifically selected tribe, those that he has um, immediately connected with. It was the first thing that Jesus did. You guys have heard me say that before, was he cultivated and developed um, those that were beneath him. His ministry was three years, not for him, but for those that he needed to instruct on how to live after he had come and gone. It takes a different level of strength, a different mentality, a different understanding to know um, that you are the peculiar one, that you are the one that is set aside for a specific purpose and a specific season, knowing that even in his human body, he could have lived any kind of way, could have done whatever he wanted to do. He could have forfeited the promise. He could have walked away from the mandate that he was sent for. He could have opted to change his mind and to, to go another way. Um, but isn't it good to know that he was mindful of us at hello? I want to ask you a, a question parenthetically. I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the master. Would you have had the courage, the strength, the heart to know that actively you were created to die? but that you still had action at the human will, that you still had uh, the opportunity to do what it was that you wanted to do, but you chose to do what was necessary to save the nation. Well, that, that's exactly what Jesus did for us. And in Matthew, the 26th chapter, um, and, and I won't read all of it. What I'll do is I'll paraphrase it, but I'll encourage you during your fasting period and or time to go back and to consult the text, to interrogate the text and ask yourself questions as you do so. Do you have the strength to be what you were sent here to be? And again, we're talking about the strength to die. So in the early verses of Matthew, the 26th chapter, Jesus shares with the disciples, hey, listen, Passover is right around the corner. And, you know, after the Passover, it's a wrap. I'm out. I'm, I'm not going to be here. I'm not uh, going to physically be in your presence as you have known me. The transfiguration process is soon to come. Um, he is anointed at Bethany. And I'm going to start at about... Uh, the eighth chapter, and this is uh, when he's at Simon's house, and Mary anoints him with oil, and of course the officials, the dignitaries, everybody was annoyed because 
she had the unmitigated gall to give everything she had uh, and poured it on Jesus. She took something that was considered valuable, extremely expensive, and could have been used to make denarii in an effort to feed, quote unquote, the poor. When In fact, that's not really what they cared about. What they cared about is, according to them, she wasted some money. And in the 10th verse, Jesus said, uh, aware of what the dignitaries, what the legalists were saying, he said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will have with you always, but you will not always have me. I'm going to stop right there. Um, being aware uh, that not only was he about to die, but he was aware that everyone around him really did not understand that everything about his life was about being sent. Not only was it about being sent, but because of the level of humility, because of the level of meekness, he never made a big deal about how great he really was. He never made a, a huge fuss about the fact that he was the savior of the world. He was very clear, cut and dry to the point to just let them know, I'm designed for a specific use. I don't have a desire to do anything else. I don't have a, a mindset, a thought process to be anything other than what I was created to be. He makes it very clear that uh, it, it could have gone another way. Even in this particular passage of scripture, she has anointed me because he recognized that he was born to die, right? And so I'm going to jump down quite a ways, uh, go all the way down to, and again, this is Matthew, the 26th chapter. And I'm going to start at the 38th verse. This is where we'll get um, what I'm teaching from. Now, this is Jesus at, at a very familiar passage of scripture uh, at Gethsemane. And in the 38th verse, it says, then he said to them, listen, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will but as you will. I'm going to stop right there. Um, it, when you understand that you are purposed for a thing, you recognize that your company um, is almost always very limited. The people that you spend close proximity time with uh, have to be cut from something different. They generally have to understand that you and your peculiarity are an isolated incident. And uh, I, I just want to speak from my personal experience uh, after being uh, called a weirdo or, uh, in, in certain instances, a witch, and uh, all kinds of things that have nothing to do with anything other than the fact that I recognize that my life is not my own. I recognize that there are things that I've had to experience in an effort to die to myself to complete the will that God has sent me here for. Uh, Jesus was completely clear about the fact that he came to save the entirety of the world. And as he said here, uh, I don't think that I ever recognized, and I've read this passage of scripture over and over and over again, and maybe I'm just a little bit slow, 
But Jesus is demonstrating his humanity once again. He is sharing with, listen, I, 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 get, I get overwhelmed too. And right up and through here, I could actually turn around and walk away considering all that he had gone through, knowing all that he understood. He knew that he would be betrayed. He knew that people talked about him. He knew that he was very rarely understood. But still, uh, he had the courage and the strength to die. The word overwhelmed in and of itself means unbearable, unthinkable, unfathomable, unfathomable emotion with regard to loss or potential loss, right? He was sorrowful because he understood that he had to grieve the idea of what others had in mind along with grieving it himself. And then he instructed those that he took with him. It was Simon Peter and the sons of Zebedee. Now, these are his boys. These are folks that he kept close to him. You have to understand that there are some things that as you move into purpose and to promise, sometimes you flat out got to go it alone right? He he asked a whole bunch of questions. Listen, he said, going a little further, he fell to his face. Can you imagine the agony of absolutely knowing that you are headed to Calvary's cross, that you are headed to Galgotha's hill, that uh, there are going to be people that flog you and beat you with a cat of nine tails. He knew everything because he is omniscient. He knew everything because he is omnipresent. He was already aware of the demise. Can you imagine the strength that it took to head up Gethsemane's pathway in an effort to prepare prepare his heart and his mind for the abuse that he would be subjected to, for the pain that he would go through for a people who didn't even know that he really was who he was, that people that wouldn't appreciate him, people that wouldn't acknowledge him, people that would renounce him and spit at him, who had full clarity about what his flight was, and still he went. Every time I think about how gracious uh, his love for us was, how overwhelming the love that he demonstrated for us prior to ever experiencing it, because, you know, he technically could have made a decision to cut. <laughs> he could have said, yeah, no, no, we're going to go and let the whole world die how it's going to die, do what it's going to do. But what I'm not doing is about to be uh, uh, beaten. I, he could have escaped like he had done in so many other instances as he started his mission and he would hide because he knew it was not his time. My time has not yet come. He would make it uh, a point to stay out of the eye gates. He was amongst them without them being aware. He had the strength to move strategically. Every single venue of his life, he thought about it, right? He thought about it. He could have made different decisions. And so um, can you imagine what was going through his mind as he laid there on his face and he began to ask the father, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me yet? Listen, 
and, and I'm sure that there was a Selah moment in between that time. I'm sure that there was a moment where he spent some time pondering what he had asked the Father God. Is, is something else I can do? Is there another way? Uh, do I have to be this frustrated in the process? Do I have to experience uh, what every man would experience if he knew that he was going to die? Imagine somebody's son right now is on death row knowing that there's a date scheduled for them to die. The question then becomes, do you complete the mission or do you abort the mission? Here, Jesus makes it actively, uh, uh, unavoidably obvious that he is determined to do the will of he who sent them. Let me ask you a question. What is it that you are willing to face in order to be with a nation? The nation's need for a specific set of deliverance. What are you called to that somebody is waiting for your final yes, that somebody is waiting for you to say, uh, I'm going to live holy because he is holy. I'll sacrifice this because he sacrificed his life. What is it that you are uh, walking away from intentionally? What is it that you have not submitted or surrendered yourself to as God is calling you to a higher level of accountability? This was the highest level of accountability yet. He said then, yet not as I will, but as you will. And then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. Get this, right? He said, uh, uh, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation, right? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Get this. Now, I had never seen this, thought of this, uh, contemplated it before. The reality is no different than when Jesus told Peter to step out of the boat and to walk on water when the fishermen, the mariners, who all they did with fish were afraid because the boat was rocking and reeling and they thought that perhaps they'd be capsized. And Jesus got up and scolded them and told the wind to be quiet. The reality was Jesus was still here. Them praying, them fasting was just preparation for what was to come. Really, there was no worry. There was nothing to watch for because the keeper was in the place. The breaker was still there. The father, uh, the son, the, the everything that we needed was still present. And they didn't have the Holy Spirit. It said that his, their eyes got heavy because they were operating in their humanity. Could it be that he was uh, in his humanity frustrated and had the nerve to ask them, how are you not going to stay awake when really I'm the one that's about to die? They still didn't get it, right? Then he said he, he went again a second time and prayed. Listen, Pop, can we do this some other kind of way? <laughs> and I can hear him negotiating with the eyes of his understanding, with knowing what he was about to endure. And still, that meek, humble Jesus still said, may your will be done. But get this, when he came back again, he found them sleep again. <laughs> 
because their eyes were heavy, because they really didn't understand what was about to take place. They heard him, but they didn't hear him. They saw him, but they didn't see him. They understood him, but they didn't understand. The truth is uh, that there are times and seasons as a believer, as a man or woman of God, that even the people that are the closest to you, they don't get, honey, my kids tease me every time I go somewhere. My, where are you about to go, church? <laughs> and the reality is most of the time, yeah, that's probably where I'm going. If I ain't going to church, I'm going to be something like church or do something like church. And not because um, it's just what I want to do, because it's not always fun, but I can't help it. He couldn't help it, y'all. He couldn't help. He had the strength to know that everything outside of what he was sent to do was obsolete and irrelevant. Everything outside of what he was sent to do uh, would only keep him hostage to humanity. It would only keep him hostage to the world systems and cycles. Let me ask you a question. What's pulling you? What's drawing you? What is dragging you? Even at the beginning of this verse where uh, the, 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 the Samaritans, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees worried about whether or not Mary had poured out the oil. He didn't care about money. He didn't care about sustainability. He wasn't worried about no big fancy house. He wasn't trying to drive. No foreigns. He wasn't concerned with no red bottoms. All he knew is he was sent to save a world that still to date does not reverence him in his majesty, does not reverence him in his deity and humanity simultaneously, that does not always acknowledge or separate themselves in an effort to accomplish the great feats that we were designed, created, and sent here to fulfill. Right? And, and he asked them the question, listen, you know, the truth is a lot of times, especially when you are focused on the outcome of what kingdom is about, according to what's written in Psalms 139, 13 through 16, when you understand that every single day of your life is written. See, he, he, he had already read the scrolls because he was the scroll. He was in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God, that nothing was made that he had made. Everything about what he was living, he understood because he was it. He had the strength to embody what he understood. The question this morning is, do you understand why you're here, what you are here to do? Do you have the strength to die to your ambition, to your selfish mentality, to your mindset about what you think the end should be, what you think the outcome should be? When you understand that your life is not your own, every sacrifice isn't sacrificial, it's mandatory. Right? So he said, look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise. Let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Uh, he, he was so focused on the outcomes. He was focused on the end result. He was focused on the kingdom mentality, the kingdom mindset, and the kingdom determination to not just die, but because he knew that we would need a savior, he was willing to do whatever was necessary. That takes a different type of strength. 
And as as I literally walk this thing out where uh, half the time I don't know what's going to happen from Tuesday to the next Tuesday, I'm not really sure what the outcomes will be. And I remember a time of fighting the idea of not knowing, fighting the idea of not being in control of how I provide for myself, how I tend to my kids, how I move around from one moment to the next. But he had to be aware even of whatever enemies were present and never allow it to become personal. Never allow himself to get in his feelings. The deepest set of feelings he had was standing there uh, after being on his face in moments and times of prayer asking, man, is there something else I can do? The heightened emotion of the anticipation of physically losing his life, the pain of the process. What are you willing to go through to get to where it is that God has sent you to have dominion? Right after that, he is swiftly arrested. He had made everybody aware. Look, check this out. So Judas is going to come and kiss me. How do you have the strength to let somebody you know can't stand you, honey, whole entire, uh, not just kiss you, but eat out of your plate, honey, put their feet under your table. There's a different type of strength that you have to have to know that when you walk in the room, they're talking about you. When you walk out of the room, they're talking about you because the nature of what you were sent for causes you to be peculiar. See, I think in this moment, modern day time. It makes it uncomfortable. It makes it difficult to be the odd man out, to not be part of the in crowd, to not be part of the circle, to know that people have a a different opinion that may not have anything to do with who you are, what you're really about. Jesus did not care. I don't care what y'all think, child. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care how you, I don't have time to worry about how you feel about me. I was sent here to die. I got the strength to go through, to get to. What do you have the strength for? Do you have the capacity to know that you may not be the group's favorite person, but because you were sent, you got to stay, you got to sit, you got to sit, you got to be comfortable and confident and competent in that which God sent you to do. You got to have a a level of discernment to recognize an enemy and be okay with being in the presence of that enemy because you know it's there that a table is being prepared for you. Right? Now, Jesus, with the recognition of knowing that Judas was who he was, I love that he was extremely unemotional in the moment. And he told him, check this out, do what you got to do. And then he called Judas friend. You got to be okay with those that you know are a foe to you. (laughs) He had the strength to die, whatever that looked like, however that felt, however uncomfortable and frustrating, I know it must have been to go through in order to get to. 
not only did he do that, but Jesus had the courage. He had the strength. He had the stamina and the tenacity not to even want to defend himself. How many of you feel like uh, you, your difference causes you to feel like you need to protect yourself or to defend yourself here in the 52nd chapter? He tells Peter, and not in this particular passage, he, it says one of his companions, one of his running buddies, pulled the sword and cut his ear. Well, we know, according to John, the 18th chapter, the 10th verse, that it was Peter that pulled the sword. He said, no, 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 put your sword back in its place. For all who draw a sword will die by the sword. He had the strength to not even defend himself. He wouldn't even let somebody else do it. Do you have the strength that when you know you're right, when you know you haven't done anything wrong, when you know that uh, perhaps you have been uh, pinned or coined as a thing, to just let it be? Listen, listen, I'm from Richmond, y'all. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a whole lot when you know that you're headed to a cross that you didn't create, but that was created just for you for such a time as this. Jesus was extremely, extremely specific. In every single step that he took, he recognized that everything about him was different. Y'all, let me, let me bring it in into here. As a young woman and um, growing up in religious institutions that didn't necessarily believe in five-fold ministry, there was no uh, prophetic training, there was no intercessory prayer training and or establishment, there wasn't someone that could walk me through what it looked like to be a seer or to be just a prophetic person. There was nobody that explained to me uh, how to move around in the things that I would see or hear or understood. And I started to find myself asking God to strip me of the gifts that he had given me because I didn't understand how they worked. Not only did I not understand how they worked, they made me different. They made me strange according to people and how they had lived their lives. It made me peculiar in every arena that I went in because I didn't fit into Baptist church. I, I wasn't born into Kojic church. I, I didn't uh, operate according to what the holiness church looked like. It was a struggle, y'all was difficult and it, it took me many years to, to get to a place where I just allowed Holy Spirit to lead and guide my relationships and connections. I, I would do things that I thought were uh, odd, I guess, in, in certain instances when really what I discovered was it was odd to the people that I spent my time with. Wasn't odd to kingdom living and kingdom building. And there, there's somebody even on the call right now, and you got these gifts, you got these things that are angst you in the middle of the night. You don't know what to do or how to discern or how to move or who you can talk to. Somebody has uh, the gift of being a severe dreamer, and you're scared to tell people your dreams because they might be a little too extreme. You're scared to tell people uh, some of the things you see or hear or, or uh, uh sense, so to speak. Imagine being Jesus, (laughs) the weirdo of all weirdos, according to those that didn't understand him. You have to give yourself permission 
to have the strength to die to the idea of what you had in mind. This this was not my this was not my goal. Chasing Jesus from kill to the post and be good, serious. <laughs> we'll go anywhere for an impartation. We'll go anywhere to get a greater understanding about um, the operation of the prophetic. We'll go anywhere uh, to spend time in the presence of those that have an apostolic influence because I understand that everything about what I'm designed to do is not always understood in the circles that I have to be seated in. I have to recognize every enemy and be absolutely okay with knowing that they don't care for me. They don't want me there. <laughs> and there, there's a different type of understanding that you have to have when you are called for specific things. There's a different type of toughness, a different type of strength that you have to have when you know you walk in the room and make people uncomfortable. Jesus made everyone uncomfortable. Even the people that he traveled with, you have to know when it's time to, uh, to isolate, not really isolate, but to, to be okay with being set aside for the preservation of who you are. You have to be okay with the pain of the process as he cultivates your mental toughness, your mental strength, your emotional strength, your uh, emotional intelligence. There are certain things that God allows that you feel like they came to kill you, but they didn't come to kill you. They came to kill you. The one you designed in your head to survive being different. The one you created and cultivated with in mind trying your hardest to protect yourself from things that you weren't made to protect yourself from. They are part of your unique design. They are your difference. They're the thing that separate you, that make the enemy know when you walk in a room exactly who you are. Those moments where you feel like you can't fit in, but you still keep trying. Jesus had the strength not just not to fit in, but he made it very clear. Look, check this out. I came here for something real specific. I don't need you to get it. I don't need you to understand. I need you to be clear that this is about to happen. However, you got to manage that piece. Now, I'm trying to train you. Get up and pray. Because listen. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And the truth is, 90% of the people that I know that struggle is because they can't do nothing with their flesh. That's a hard, ugly truth, but it's a reality. You live a carnal life, and then you try to figure out why you can't get into that place of purpose, why things aren't changing in your life. At some point, you got to agree to die. Church on Sunday. High and drunk on the weekend, in and out of beds that you don't have no business being in. And this is not, this. listen, these are all things I had to deal with. This, this, this is not me high-siding. I've done all of it. I mean, it ain't nothing that you could tell me that'll throw me off. I did all of that, trying to fit in with what the world looks like. Jesus made it a point to get as far away from the world as he possibly could in order to hear the voice of the Father that sent him here. Even so much as bringing friends to a certain place, but then there's a place where you got to go in and go up a little bit further. You got to go up a little bit higher in order to hear him, in order to get the comfort that's necessary that goes with the pain of the strength to die.
sometimes you got to recognize that everybody's not going to understand your process, but in an effort to get to the place that God designed you to go, you make an active decision to go up a little bit further, to go in a little bit deeper, to go up a little bit higher, and to give yourself permission to allow yourself to die. Is it fun? Absolutely not. <laughs> Does it get better as time goes on? Someday. A certain level of joy that goes with this particular dispensation of grace? Absolutely. There's a peace that I have today that I promise you five years ago I did not have. I couldn't even reach it from where I was at because I was still trying to fit in. I was still trying my hardest to hold on to the idea of what I had in mind and commingle it with what I was sent here to do. And to be very honest, they just don't go together. They just don't go together. So this morning, I, I want to ask you a difficult question. Do you have the strength to die? Do you have the strength to turn around and walk away and give yourself permission not to be uh, like, not to say, right? It's, I'm telling you. I'm telling they'll even say, girl, I love you so much. Honey, they be lying. <laughs> they be lying. I'm trying to tell, especially the ones that say it real loud and real hard. Don't keep telling me you love me. You're going to make me nervous now. I I'm not, I'm serious. Right? When I think about all of the relationships, the people that I have poured into relentlessly and something happens and somebody gets jealous of the nature of the relationship, when they don't have to. I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing what I was sitting here to do. And it has no, it ain't none of it personal. It's what I was designed for, right? It's really, really hard to love people real hard because I, 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 it's bad. I, my, I'm telling y'all, my, my get mad at her is broken. It don't work. I be trying to be mad and stay mad. I be wanting to call them all kind of names. You know them names that don't have nothing to do with Jesus. <laughs> I promise. I, I be wanting to cut people off and he be like, no, no, you can't do that. God, why? Did you hear what she said, Jesus? Did you hear how he talked about me? Listen. Can you imagine being the son of man, being sent here to save a nation and everybody on Tuesday love you to death? <laughs> child, and a few days later, they calling you everything but a child of God. You become a witch, a boogeyman, and all the rest of the stuff. And you still, when you could have changed your mind, when you could have came down off the cross, when you could have called legions of angels, there's hundreds of thousands of angels to get you down off a place that you allowed them to put you on. <laughs> Do you have the strength to die? Do you? It's a real question. And it's something you should consider as for real, everything is about to change in our world. Can you not stay up with me for one hour? For some of you, you are called to deep levels of intercession to the nation. The only thing that will serve you is what you serve. 
If you know you have a mantle of intercession and you wake up at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning and you still have not identified your prayer watch, you a whole thief. You robbing the nations and being out of position is costly. Do you have the strength to die? Die to hold on to your pillow. You know, that's in the word. Do you have the courage to get up and pray for people you've never met or never seen? Some of you guys are called to local areas, Bay Area stuff, or uh, some of y'all in uh, Arizona, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, uh D.C., Washington State, y'all all over the place. You are probably called to that particular region. Do you know what region you're called to? Do you know what your job and your mantles are? Do you know how to operate in the courts for real? See, nobody taught me any of this stuff but Holy Spirit. And I, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. you got to get to a place where you're willing to go in a little bit deeper, even if it means you go by yourself, even if people around you sleep on you, even if you feel like, Lord, when is it my turn? When is it my time? Well, you got to get in position first. You're turning your time for what? Who will you serve when you're free? What's your mandate? What are you here for? To go to work and to come home? I mean, that's slow. To raise some kids, that's uh, uh, we, little Pookie and little Ray Ray that we got the bell out and pray for. And, like, seriously, and I'm not being funny, this is my stuff. Right? Have some kids and raise them up in the admonition of the Lord. Well, what's that? And you got little Frankenstein, little demon seeds running around because your life is so carnal. All they do is see you get high all day, jump in and out of bed. I mean, like, for real, this real stuff, y'all, and I'm just telling you from my own experience. I, I just, I didn't know. I didn't know because nobody taught me. Right? But how long is that the excuse? You come here every day, week after week, now heading up to nine years. What's different? <laughs> What's new? What's what's fresh? How disciplined are you in your own flesh? This man, for real, knew he was about to be crucified. He knew he was going to die. He he had complete and utter knowledge, and he chose to. What do you have the strength to die to in an effort to get to? Somebody is waiting on you to die. Somebody is is I mean like. Dying, somebody's stuck in addiction because you still get high. And the mantle to operate in that level of deliverance isn't, isn't available because you won't die. Right? Somebody right now is dealing with um, a whole bunch of physical stuff that you don't have no business dealing with because you don't want to die. So I know this is a little weighty for Wednesday, but it's what he gave me to give you because no man know the day or the hour, real talking. I'm so sick of R.I.P., R.I.H., hashtag, uh, see you on the other side, sunset, and we die and we send the grave uh, yard a whole bunch of promises. Unfulfilled. 
you got to be all right with being the odd man out in this season because um, there there are some things that need to be done, and until we do them, they just remain undone. And I'm, I'm going to say it like Dion from Richmond, that's hella selfish. Right? And I just refuse to be selfish anymore. I don't care who don't get it. <laughs> I don't care who don't understand my little peculiar life because it's odd, child. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with it today, but that took 50 years. There may be somebody on the call. I don't care how old you are. If you're alive, you're not done yet. But it sure would be a shame to be here and have had an obligation, something that God sent you to do that nobody else can do but you. Nobody else can go to the cross but Jesus, for Jesus, as Jesus, to save us. What's your cross this morning? So with that being said, I hope I made you hella uncomfortable this morning, child. I ain't even sorry. I hope the spirit of conviction rests on you to give yourself permission to die. Have the strength to face the things that the giants that your grandmama named your granddaddy named wouldn't kill and kill them so your kids don't have to face them. Deal with the stuff that nobody else wants to deal with because there is a nation that is waiting for your grace. There is a nation that is waiting for you to accomplish that which you were sent here to do, not haphazardly, like you a whole boss and you don't even know it. You won't even give yourself permission to operate in your greatness because you want to be socially accepted. Honey, I don't care if if you don't never talk to me again. That's your business. But you know, like I, I know you might want to kick it for the little season where you could, you know, celebrate me so you don't like me after that. That's all right. <laughs> all right, y'all, I'm shutting up. There may be somebody that called in and didn't get a chance to say good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's pretty Patrice. You're in rare form this morning. Fire, fire, fire. Good morning, pretty. Good morning, good morning Good morning, Abracadabra. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, he calls me Abracadabra. <laughs> good, good morning, morning Mrs. Wanda. Wanda. Good morning. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. Good morning, Lord. Hi, Lord. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Miss Krishanda. And as uh, Frida Lyons Campbell would say, is all I know is that was good. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Beloved Barb. God bless you, my sister. Good morning, Barb. Good morning, it's Patsy. Hey, Patsy, good morning. Good morning, it's Pam. Hey, Prosperous, good morning. Hi, Jess. Hi, JC, good morning. 
Good morning, it's Danette. Hey, Danette. Good morning. Good morning. Ouch, it's tubulant. <laughs> good morning, Jill. Good morning, Dion. All I know is it's a good day to die. Love you. It's a great day to die. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, it's Gloria. Hey, hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning, it's Persistent. Good morning, Persistent. Good morning, this is Topaz. Hey, Topaz, good morning. Hey, it's Peter. What's up, sis? That was amazing. Hey, good morning. Oh, I didn't know that was really Christina. Sorry. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Anybody good morning, it's Caroline. Good morning. Hey, Caroline. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that word. Am I willing to die? Oh, that that right there. Thank you for that. Praise God. Thank you. I needed that. You get reminded today. Who's waiting on me? Oh my God. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Always. That's it. Wow. Good morning, good morning. It's Moxie. Oh hey, Moxie. my God, sis. You just, I, man, it, I'm so. I ain't about to act like I'm not. But that one, oh my God, the perspective. Stop thinking, put your perspective in it, and it's not working. And you see it's not working. God is so good, because it was so amazing to say, but I don't know why that part just constantly coming up in my mind. Stop trying to do that, Moni. You know better. <laughs> I'm doing it. You see, you know what I'm saying? It's so crazy. Finally, mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. die. Just die. Just die. Mm-hmm. Ah, just die. Kill, kill yourself. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. The self we made up to keep ourselves safe, honey. She be tricking us and making a fool out of us every time. I'm sick of her. Good morning, it's Sister Sylvia. Crucify me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Hey, you know, when you get beat up real bad in the morning, you get up, it's like morning, moaning. <laughs> I love you. Good morning. Love you, too. Good morning, this is Joy. Good morning. Good morning. This is PR. Bless the Lord with all my soul and all that's within me. Powerful word. Good morning, Pastor Dion. Good morning. Good morning, Diamond Sorry. in the back. I'm like, Michelle, right. All I hear is fire. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Don. Pastor Dion. Good morning, thank you. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Easton? Yo, 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 yo. Birthday boy, good morning. Hey, regardless of all, all, all the accolades you get, the question still rings. Are you willing to die? Yeah. I can compliment you all day if you are. The word is strong. The question remains. Are you going to die? Forget what you talked about. Forget the conflict. The question remains, are you 
God. Absolutely. <laughs> daily. For sure, daily. And sometimes, I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't willing to die. And, 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 and uh, I would say, I could probably comment from everybody on the line has always has said that too. I ain't willing to die. Hold on, hold on. You, you muffled a little bit. Say it again, E. I said sometimes, you know what I'm saying? My, my answer to that is not. Yeah, I could be hyped up. Yeah, I'm willing to come on. Be truthful. Some things that we have right now, I ain't. Lord, I ain't willing to let that go. I ain't willing to die. <laughs> uh huh. I get it. Trust me. Trust me, trust me. I am absolutely 175% clear. <laughs> you know what I'm as, as the sun and the declaration goes off the next morning, the question still remains. Great declaration. Love you. Yeah. Yeah, love you too. And anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? That, good morning. Yeah. Uh, good, good morning. I heard two people. Who else was that? Torita, second one. Okay. And, and who else? Who was the first one? Go ahead, Torina. Oh, my. I want to say good morning to you and thank you for the declaration. Um, I had stood up in my bed because that's the same chapter that I read right before I went to sleep. So you really mm-hmm. broke it down um, that, uh, oh, God, strength to die. And it's, it's lonely for me. For me, it's yeah. very lonely. Um, I, know, cause I know my cause and I know what I'm, I'm here to do. And it's very lonely. Um, I do have some projects coming up, but, um, yeah. Thank you so much for being obedient to this message, this declaration. God bless you. Bye bye. Pastor Dion, this is persistent. Um, you said so much, and thank you for the declaration. I think I want to say thank you for the declaration. Um, yeah, I do. Um, the question I ask myself, because you identified so many things for me in talking about that person that God gets up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and you still don't know why your watch hour, what you're praying for, although you're pursuing it and you're reading it and you're doing the things, but you don't know how to go from what you created your life to be to what God may have you die for or what you have to die for or what you, you know, you just don't know how to get there. And I, I agree. It is a very lonely place to be. You know, I am that girl that walks in the door that, you know, 
you feel and sense you're misunderstood or you don't, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so I get everything that you said. You said so many things that I identify with. But I yeah. just, you know, you just don't know how to get there. Um, I kept, right. the whole time you declaration you just I just kept rubbing my brow like like frustrated um and it puts you in tears almost well for me anyway I just want to say that you just don't know how to get there from what you've created so so let me let me explain what what I had to come to understand right so this is the statement that God has been making to me um, probably now for about two years. You don't get the right answers because you don't ask the right questions, right? So when we consider <clears throat> that, um, <laughs> I, I can even refer to a, a word that I heard last night that was phenomenal when uh, the fishermen were uh, had been out all night and they were cleaning their nets. Um, God told them to cast their nets on the other side. They only casted one net, but everything that they needed was on the other side. It was a small tweak. It was a small um, something. It wasn't anything massive. You you got to ask the right questions, though, and it, it's a real thing. I had um, a question that I, I I had I made an assumption about something, and I was trying to put together um, all my. If you know anything about me, my whole life is pretty digital. And so I'm entering the password. I got the right password. The problem was I had it in the wrong um, capitalization. It should have been lowercase. <laughs> and it was one, just one little thing. And so bit by bit, you know, it's harder to unlearn the things that we have created to keep ourselves safe than it is to implement new systems, right? So that's why he says, come to me as little children. There's a level of humility and, and oftentimes, Pride keeps us from that place, us and, and what we have built. I, I know what I'm doing. I got it all figured out. You know, little kids, um, Ray and Nala, which are Sabrina's grandchildren, um, I love talking to them because their their level of innocence keeps my heart and my thought process pure. And Nala will always say, Titi, can you fix this, please? How do you say no? So what I've learned how to do is say, Jesus, can you help me fix this, please? Daddy, can you help me fix this, please? I don't, I don't know. I'm thrown off right here. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to fix this. It's okay not to know. It's not okay not to stay in ignorance. Men perish for lack of knowledge. Let he who lacks wisdom ask, and it shall be given to him freely. God, I need the wisdom to navigate out of this ridiculous farce of a life that I've created that causes me to be in a rat race every day, that causes me to go to a job I hate, that stresses me out every single day. And you own all of this? and all I got to do is trust you to be my source, we rely on resources when he is the source. My life, I can't even explain it. 
<laughs> I can't even like for real. And I stopped trying to figure it out. It is it is the best free falling that I've ever done. He told me to free fall in two thousand and six. It took from two thousand and six to twenty twenty two to learn how to not have to know what's going on in my life. Guess what? I went from 2006 to 2022, so you don't have to. My decision to die, right? Literally, my decision to die is so that you can learn how to die faster. The faster you die, the faster you get to the promise. The faster you get to the promise, the faster people that you are designed to free get free. The faster the people that you get designed to be free uh, get free, the more the nations. Listen, we start owning sonship. I'm a son. I'm not just a daughter. I'm a son. It is not a gender. It is a location. I can go to the throne boldly with thanksgiving in my heart. Listen, Revelation 10 and 1 talks about go and measure their worship. Do you know your worship is measured? There's a whole gauge for how you worship, considering it's what we were designed to do, not because he needs it, but because it's what keeps us in his presence understanding that in his presence is fullness of joy. Do you have to work up to get to a place where you can feel the presence of God? Do you do your daily worship on a regular basis and still don't feel his presence? It means you got to go further in. <laughs> it's your responsibility to ask the right questions so you get the right answers, Priscilla. So all all I can say is this. The word says it like this. He who seeks me Find me. The truth is, I, and, and this was my truth, I was too afraid to not be accepted by a world that he came to be rejected by. You got to be okay. See, I didn't realize that even my childhood set me up for 2022, being a pillar to post child, being tolerated. He taught me how to deal with rejection as a kid. So now I'm not a victim of it, right? Now I can stand in places where people don't particularly care for me, and they don't they don't even know why half the time, right? There's a level of, of what I was designed to do that is intended to make you uncomfortable. I had to be okay with being the one that makes people uncomfortable. This is not me putting myself on anything. It's not fun. I don't like it. But I know that I'm an agitator. I know that I'm designed to push you into higher places. I know that I'm created to make you so uncomfortable that you do something about it. You got to be okay with that. It's good. It's, it's fine. You'll live, I promise. I love my little life with its peculiar self. Anybody else? Priscilla, did I, I hope I answered your question. You did. You answered a lot of questions. It's caused more questions, but you answered questions. Amen. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good Amen. morning. Thank you. Thank you, thank, you. thank you, Priscilla, Go. for what you Thank you, uh, Dion. This is Yolandra, um, and I am in the same boat. <laughs> um, thank you, Dion, 
for your explanation of that. And, you know, I, too, wake up, you know, at 2 or 3 in the morning. I think I've even talked about talked to you about this, Dion, not knowing, um, like, what to say or what to do when the Lord wakes me up. But I know and I recognize that God helped me. I know and I recognize that I'm supposed to be doing something. And so, you know, I get up. I either sit up and start praying or I'll pull out my Bible and start reading some scriptures, asking God, what would you have me to read? What am I supposed to do, right? And I'm not saying this to digress from the topic of strength and power. Uh, I'm not saying this to negate anything anyone has said. Um, But I, too, still have, like, questions. Um, The beauty of it is that and correct me if I'm wrong, gingerly correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, if I if I look to think of Psalms 139 where God says, I knew you before you were born. I know what's going to happen. I know when it's going to happen. I, I, I know when it's going to happen. I know when you're going to get it. I know before you know. And so somehow I find solace. And for lack of a better word, my process to getting to where I am supposed to be. I thank you, Dion, for, you know, being that catalyst, that spur, that person that ignites the thought process and causes us to dig deeper. Um, Yet at the same time, I can't or I won't allow myself to penalize myself because I know as long as I have breath in my body, as long as I continue to seek and find, you know, as, as long as I continue to have the earnest desire, the contrite heart to uh, have God reveal to me what he would have me to do. I know that he knows exactly the moment when it's going to be revealed to me, right? Dion, you you just said it. It's like you are the one that's put here to cause us to uh, uh dig and inquiry and uh those those type of questions those lack that lack uh that depression and i'm not speaking of a spiritual depression i mean I'm, i mean a depression that cavity in our spirit that we know we need to feel but i also believe at the same time god knows exactly when i'm going to when i'm going to get it he knows when I'm going to get it. It's like, you know, I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I roll over, and I start praying, and I fall asleep, and it was real to me. I'm just like the men that uh, Jesus said to stand by and watch. And what did I do? I would go to sleep. <laughs> That's me. Uh-huh. I go to sleep. And so, uh-huh. but, and then, and then I think about, I think about, I mean, you know, because we have had this question in Declare Victory for years. What is your purpose? What are you supposed to be doing? And I feel like in all my earnestness that, Lord, I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm asking the question, what would you have me to do? And the only comfort that I find, and correct me if I'm wrong, the only comfort that I find is that I know that he knows when the light is going to go off or turn, go on, basically. So that's all I need to say. I, I, mm. That's good stuff, and 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 it's, and it's a it's a right perspective. But let me let me tell you what the key is. The reality is that he knows if it's sooner or later. This is the part that you got to get. It can be sooner. 
that that's the the hard part is grasping that it can be sooner than than what you make it. What does that mean? That means that there is one of the things that that the institution of church doesn't necessarily teach you um, is that all we have to do is receive his love. Yeah, what does that look like? It looks like recognizing that you are not a slave to sin. While grace is available to you, the more consecrated your life, the clearer your understanding is. It's no different than, um, and, and I'm telling you from times of not living a consecrated life. It's not like I. It's not like I've done this thing perfect. It's not like I do this thing perfect now. There are things for real that, with our flesh, we snare ourselves. So when you start to to be honest with where you are, with the things that you do, the things that you know, um, the things that you do when nobody is watching, when nobody can hold you accountable for, there you get tested and tested and tested in the same exact area over and over again. And every time you fail, you know. We all do it, right? The question you have to ask yourself is how great will your sacrifice be? It's like what he asked, right? He asked very specifically, right? He asked very earnestly, is there another way to do this? Can I do this a different, can I take a different path from this Jesus? Because he could have, right? But because he didn't, his process was accelerated. Your acceleration is held up by your decision your lack of decision, your indecision. Every moment that you do nothing, nothing changes. So what it means is that your responsibility is to pursue the method. 99.99% of the time, it's the most uncomfortable way. Right? I, I, could, I could have two boyfriends. I could have then had three, four husbands. <laughs> But can I tell y'all a secret? Your freedom is more important to me than me having uh, permission to have sex. Because listen, the the my my options were not suitable for my destiny. Right now, don't get it twisted. I'm talking about I can have three men today. Will they be able to cover? what I'm responsible for. Will they be okay with, if, if the Lord tell me on Tuesday at 3 p.m. that I got to go to Sudan for 30 days? Can I tell y'all a secret? I'm going to Sudan. What's in Sudan? I don't know, but I'm going, right? Is it Would he be okay with, sometimes I have to literally lock myself away for two, three days just to be in his presence. And, you know, social media will have you thinking all kinds of stuff that ain't real. My life is so isolated <laughs> and insulated, and I'm totally okay with it today. But for folks that have been on the line for a long, I remember when the Lord started breaking me from moving around, just moving, being busy, just doing extra stuff to keep my mind occupied so I wouldn't have to operate in who I am and the greatness that he sees me as. 
It's not fun all the time. It's self-sacrificing. Everything about Jesus' life was self-sacrificing. He couldn't go to the turn ups. He wasn't allowed to kick it like that. Like I can't it's certain stuff right now. I I cannot I can't do that. I can't go over there. I can't be a part of that. And I don't care what you call me or what you think. That's your business. But I realize that my life is called to something greater than getting up, going to work every day. And and don't give me there's nothing wrong with going to work every day. Be a light wherever you go, whatever you do, however you do it, and ask and he'll direct you. Literally. But you got to be close enough to hear. My sheep knoweth my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. What are you willing to do to stay actively in his presence? Does it mean some y'all have no idea what my life looks like outside of Wednesday morning and what I share with you? It's not always fun. It's not always pretty. It's not always the most popular thing to do. But are you willing to die? Well, I don't want to do that. Well, you don't have to. And these 10 people that it, it, it might just be one, this one person over here that you were designed to help out, to help shift, to help transition, won't. And then that means the other 10 people that they were designed to help and to grow won't because you didn't. Imagine if he hadn't died. Imagine if he had said, no, I'm, I'm going to go this way. I ain't doing that. That's too much. Imagine that. You are no different. His word says it like this. Greater works than these shall ye do. How you going to do greater works if you won't do none? You won't do no work. <laughs> you just keep getting up, eating breakfast, complaining about your job, complaining about your marriage, uh, stressed out about your health and all the stuff. That the only only time trouble comes is to strengthen you every time. Listen, if my son hadn't been diagnosed with cancer, I don't know what I'd be right now. I pro- this probably would be over though. I ain't gonna lie. If my other son hadn't been diagnosed with bipolar schizoaffective disorder, I probably wouldn't be on this phone. I'm just being honest. If my other son hadn't struggled with addiction, I pro- we, we probably wouldn't be talking still. I'm grateful for every single pain I've experienced. For every moment that was intended to be embarrassing, honey, it taught me humility on a whole different level. It taught me how to operate from a place of meekness that I never knew existed. Cancer changed my life, and my son was a sacrifice for me to become who I am becoming, I-N-G. Amen. Anybody else have anything? I'm sorry, I went on the whole. Praise the well, Lord. Everybody, praise God. Lord, thank you, Dion. This is Carolina. Wait, hold on. Let's this order is real quick. So I heard. I believe okay. I heard so fast. Who else? Trishonda. Lisa. That was Monica. Oh, wait, wait. Say, say it again. Monica. Leisha. Can you go? Okay, I'm sorry. My my headphone picked up. Say say it one more time. Who 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 is three people I know. Monica H. Leisha. Four. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Monica. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Listen, as y'all was talking, uh, Dion, let me tell you something, girl. 
God is doing an amazing work in your life, and I just thank you for sharing it. Um, what I want to say is that maybe 10 years ago, I remember the Lord told me, he said, you have to get to a place where you're willing to walk alone. Do you know yeah. in 2022, I'm just now understanding what he meant by that. I did not understand it, but let me tell you this. We was talk you somebody was talking about will you die? Or you said that in your uh, message. I realized that in Matthew ten verse thirty nine it says, He that findeth his life shall lose right. it. And right. he that loseth his life for my shall sake shall find it. it. Yes. So ma'am. So what what I found out is when God said you got to be willing to walk alone, what he was telling me was I had to give up my life. I had mm-hmm. to give up all the things that I wanted to do. And he told mm-hmm. me it was going to be a lonely, it was, I was going to have to be willing to walk alone. Why? Because everybody I influenced in the world, when I started talking about Jesus, they was like, goodbye. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. happened was um in that process uh i still hadn't understood what he meant because i thought um being saved was good news right mm-hmm. so i'm like this can't be uh what it's really supposed to be like right long story short fast forward i i kind of fell off right because i couldn't understand I feel like some of the ladies in here now saying, I don't get it. I really just don't get this, right? Well, until I picked back up that old life where I wasn't willing to die or lose it, it became so painful that I started watching all my kids die. The Lord said, mm-hmm. if you don't get up from here, everything connected mm-hmm. to you is going to perish. Mm-hmm. And he let me see it in the spirit. My son mm-hmm. caught up in homosexuality. My daughter owned drugs. The other two hate me with a passion. Somebody told me, Monica, if you don't get back on the wall, you are a watchman on the wall. Mm-hmm. Everything that connects to you going to die. Your kids is mad because they saw you living one way and now you done fell off. They need you to mm-hmm. come back. I did not mm-hmm. understand that until mm-hmm. recently. So mm-hmm. what am I doing now? I'm doing like you. I'm shut up in the house. Uh feeling like I can't eat sometimes, feeling like, oh, today I can't go outside. Why? Because I've been here crying and screaming Mm -hmm. to the top of my lungs. Mm -hmm. Crying out to God because the Mm -hmm. dying process is so painful to this life. But I'm willing to surrender it today. And I'm giving God a yes. I hope that helps somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. I'm going to let Leisha share, and then yeah, I'm going to say something. Yeah, that was, that's, that's a listen. You better testify. Go ahead, Leisha. Good morning, Saints. You know, happy Wednesday. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to dial in and hear God use you. And 
at the end of your declaration, you said that, um, you know, this is probably going to hurt some people. But you know what? It was confirmation for me. And I said all that to say, once I decided in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit that it was God's will and not my will, and that's my prayer every day, he has told me what my purpose is. And it was in surrendering and dying to the things that I wanted to do that allowed me to tap in to that inner room and be able to really get into God's presence and know what his will is for my life. The other thing that came up for me while you were speaking was how when um, Jesus was on that cross and he was going through all that anguish. And even though his human side wanted to, you know, have him come down because it was so painful, he said, nevertheless, not my will, God, but thy will. And that's what I've learned in this process, that even when I'm going through tough times, because when you really surrender to God and you say, God, I love you, I put you first in all things, that's when the opposition comes. That's when the when the um, attacks come. And so for me, I've been able to tap in and say, God, not my will, but thy will. And then I have a good support team. See, I'm not out here by myself. See, because if, it's, right. if a branch is by itself, it's going to get broken or it's going to fall off. I'm rooted and I'm grounded and I have a foundation. So I have a mentor. I have spiritual people I can tap in and say, hey, you know, I had a rough night. I'm going through it. Can you pray for me? You know, I'm talking about some real prayer warriors, some real soldiers in this, you know, because I can't do this by myself. And that's one thing I'm clear about. And Jesus didn't do it by himself. He still had the uh, Heavenly Father. He still had the Holy Spirit helping him get through it. And I said all that to say that if I continue to surrender, which means die daily, if I continue to say, Lord, not my will, but thy will, I'll be able to accomplish what he put me here on the earth to do. So thank you for listening. Very good. Very, very, very good. Great share. Great share. Um, anybody else? Hey, good morning. This is you. Good morning, Juliet. And who else? Caroline. And Caroline. Um, Krishan, let Caroline go. Okay, you let Caroline go, then you go, then Krishan to go. Okay. Okay, go ahead, thank Caroline. Thank you for this word. Oh, my God, thank you for this um, this, this share on today because I'm like, wait, I've been struggling so long. And I talk about in the food. I'm talking about now I'm pre-diabetic. And I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to do? Do I need to get to the medication and insulin to put it down? What do I need to do? Who's waiting on me and my family? Right. What they, they going to do? Do what I'm doing? So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is it right here. It's about diet. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Listen, all I can say to that is don't be afraid to die. There's a whole nother life because there, if you get to the core of your why, why food is your go-to, I guarantee yeah. you, you'll, you'll be able to overcome it. Just It's a decision, though. Everything in life. Listen, I promise I could do a whole bunch of other stuff. I know how to do a whole bunch of raggedy stuff real good. You hear me? Yeah. And I mean, 
I mean down to a science. You hear me? I know how to do raggedy stuff real good, baby. <laughs> but by the grace of God, my choice is to die because I know there are so many times, I promise you, you guys say that I'm a blessing. You have no idea how much knowing that every morning when I pick up this phone, somebody is going to be on the other end that needs me to be true to my yes, oh my not God. haphazardly. You hear me? Not not kind of, sort of, not, not you know, uh, lightweight, but like for real, to be committed to the process, right? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's not always fun, and I don't always like it, but let me tell you what I'm grateful for is that yeah. because of the fact that I know somebody going to be on the other end of this phone, some of the stuff that I could do, I'd be like, yep, nope, can't do that. Yep, nope, mm-hmm. can't go there. Yep, nope, can't behave like that. Yep, nope, I can't be mad at them. Right? It's a it's a very big deal. Thank you for, for sharing, babe. And keep going. Thank That's you. all I'm gonna tell you. Amen. Little by little, get you some accountability partners and make an active decision to live. You, mm-hmm. I I'm gonna say it like this so that it offends you. You gonna let food kill you for real? Real. Seriously, oh, real talk. No ma'am. Real. No you will not die by fork on my watch. Not by get fork. your mind right. No, oh ma'am. We, we we ain't dying by fork around here. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Something you control. Yep, no, ma'am. Uh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Go, go ahead, Juliet. Amen. Wow. I'm listening to you. I think about this song. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord. To yeah. place. Where I first receive you. And I'm not just talking about that process of being baptized. I'm talking about the, you know, the walk. You know, you go to that Damascus road and God calls your name, you know, and he's like, come away with me. And you go away with him and um, you just feel his presence like on a day-to-day basis. And right. But at the same time, you know, when you're in the world, you feel alone. you just basically telling my story. I'm listening to you tell my story. you telling your story, Dion, as far as just walking and not having the resources and not understanding what God was doing or saying. Um, and coming to that fork in the road and to that place where you're being tired of being alone and just, you know, going, going into that garden. Stop, you know, I stopped going to that place with the Lord. Um, and you know, so I'm just thinking about what you're saying, and it just sometimes it's good to hear other people because sometimes you know it makes you think like you were totally like I was by myself, like nobody could understand <laughs> what I was going through. So you know, you begin to subtly uh, compromise yourself, you know, because you, mm-hmm. you it's like you're just by yourself. And mm-hmm. so um, lately, I've gone back to retreating you know, to where I first saw the Lord. I first felt his presence and began to spend more time with him. And I'm just happy to hear this message, you know, um, just hearing your sound and hearing, you know, the walk you've uh, taken, this journey you've taken with the Lord. And you know what? I want to die. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I know what my mission is. <laughs> my mission is to... Um, pull people out of the fire. <laughs> pull people out of the fire. But if I'm allowing myself to 
be burned. I can't do that. So I just this message is so so free for me. Um, that's I need to say that you know just thank you for it. Just being so transparent. And sometimes you just feel like you just you know by yourself. And I've had that conversation. God was like, you got to come a little closer. You got to you know you got to be willing to die. You know. And I've been in that fourth row for a minute. Lately here, I'm just like, I need more of God, and I just got my answer. So I want to say that. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing, Julia. Go ahead, Krishanda. Good morning. Um, I really don't have a lot to say. Um, I think everybody has already said it all, but... What I can say is I'm just so thankful when I say I love you and I say I'm thankful, I mean, for your life. Um, It's not an easy life, and it's so, um, I don't have the words, but essentially just the idea that you share what you share and the community, I think that's what I really want to focus my little piece on is this community or being in community with people that are walking it out helps you. Uh, yes, God teaches us. He says, he who seeks us, seeks me will find me. But having someone like you, we can get, we can, like you said, fail faster. We can get to the solution faster because we hear uh, what you've gone through and we can, we can make some, some shifts. I know you have said some things to me, and it was like a game changer, boom. Uh, we're going to switch right now this because I don't want to go down this path. I want to finish this up quickly so we can move to the next thing. But the uh, the other part of it is that I'm discovering that, one, I have to constantly put down my little weapon trying to fight my own battles um, because um, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. And also, um, I learned that I don't know. Uh, when, as soon as I think I know something, I know nothing at all, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. Let me let me let me ask this, Monica. Are you still on the call? Yeah. You there? Yeah. Yes, I'm here. So I'm I'm gonna say this, and I'm I'm gonna get your permission. I think it's I think it's fine to say. But I, I want to give an example of of why you, everybody, and this is I'm speaking as a blanket statement, your life and, and allowing God to um, give you permission to die. I've known Monica since I was, I guess, 18, 19 years old. We grew up in the same places. I know her own life just like she knows my own life. Um. Monica, is it okay if I share? You know, you know, it's okay. it's raggedy, but it's beautiful. But I ain't got no business, girl. It's all got okay. to be told okay. anyway. So go ahead. Okay. So, so when um, I was married to Deontay's father when I was 21 years old, and I was so naive and so green, um, he was the I, I was I was chasing after God then and. Um, it was a season in my life where it was the enemy trying to get me caught up. And I married Deontay's father because my mother hated him. And he was a, a pimp, and I didn't know. 
um, he was a drug dealer. I knew. I thought that was fly. I thought that was, you know, I thought that was super dope. But he cheated on me constantly. And several times, and I don't know what the nature of it was. I don't know the extent of it. But Monica was one of the women that he dealt with. Now, if I didn't have the courage to die, and if I was caught up in what the world system would look like, when she got here, I wouldn't have the capacity to receive her. To see her the other day um, when, when Tanya preached at PSBC and to be able to hug her from a genuine place, with, I don't care what happened. I don't have nothing to do with nothing. It was all par for our course. And for us to be able to fellowship together, most people don't have the capacity to do that. Dying helps you to do that. And this is not to share it, to say, look at her, no kind of way. Listen, if you knew my story, <laughs> if you knew my history, uh, half of y'all probably would hang up right now. But it is such a blessing um, to get to a place where you recognize that dying is key to everything. <laughs> it's, it's key to everything. And to be able to call her my sister in Christ. I mean, and, and when I say Beyonce daddy was ugly, he was ugly. He did a lot of stuff, baby. She just happened to be one, one in the number. Um, but, but even when I realized who she was, I was like, now that's dope. That she could even glean from me. And I, I don't remember if we had words. I don't, I don't remember. But what I do know is, that God can take anything and use anything at any time if you are willing to surrender. It's completely up to you. Yeah. Yes, babe. Can I ask who who is the daddy? What's his name? Shoot. Arthur Arthur Weldon McFarland. Oh my God. I'm hanging up. <laughs> uh-huh. Look, you, you forgot, but I remember. And it's like the Holy Spirit reminded me. Super dope. Man, God has done, God has done some amazing things in our lives, girl. For real, in real life. Oh, my goodness. I'm over here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Now, see, Good even the fact that you didn't remember that. Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Great decoration. I just love you, beyond. So I am just thankful to God, and I'm just, I'm willing to die, and I had to die, and I had to kill this flesh of mine. I had to change the way I was thinking, and I thank God for declaring victory because I had no hope at first, and then I'm grateful that He freed me from the bitter heart. I'm grateful that even in taking my son, that I've drawn closer to him and that understanding he was in control. He knew I would be here. So I have to die. I am willing to die. And then in that, and he freed me from all of that anger and road rage. What I was saying the other day, they jumped in front of me. I said, Lord, I got to show him grace. I got to show him grace. It's not the old, I wanted to do something else. I said, no, 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 no. Get out of here. Get out of my mind. No, you ain't rolling like that no more, Lisa. Hey, hey, bad up, girl. Stay back. It's doing great. And so in that, instead of me complaining, I start worshiping God. Hey, hey, I dare you to worship God and thanking him and grateful for just sitting here in this seat when he freed me from a lady of the night. He freed me from drugs. And in the same way, 
even in all that's going on, and I go to my family and now they see me and they're thinking about, I'm talking about Jesus. And they say, oh, my God, get out of here, girl. You're talking about Jesus. I'm going out testifying and telling about my my testimony. And then this last Sunday, I made two cans of enchiladas and took them out, and I made bags with socks and body wash and toothpaste from the dollar store. <laughs> I'm God got me working and praising him, and I thank you, Jesus, for that. That And no matter what, and even the voice when I walk in church, because I'm still in my process for my more and understanding his word. And then somebody, hey, hey, I, I to Rochelle said, hey, hey, you start praying for the people mm-hmm. that, you know, that you know better. Hey, hey, God know where I'm at. He know what he has for me. And I'm excited for my more and my process. Hey, hey, thank you, over your gift and speaking to God's people. I'm so sorry. I've been trying to hold back the tears this entire time that I've been on the call. And um, I just want to say thank you for your declaration. Um, These tears, they just keep flowing because you're so real. And as you speak to everybody on this line, I know I'm encouraged. I know I'm strengthened. Um, You touched on so many different things. There are times when, for me personally, in my life, um, going to church, the gifts that God has given me, people have tried to tell me are not of God. And I did not get discouraged in my walk, in my journey. I just kept praising God. I just stopped going to those churches. You know, I just stopped. But... I was talking to a cousin of mine, and he told me something, and it just rang so clear as you went through your declaration. He explained to me, he said, the grave is the richest place. The physical grave is the richest place because there's a lot of dreams, a lot of hope, a lot of aspiration. People didn't live out their full destiny. They didn't walk it out the way God intended it for them, and they died, and so as you went through your declaration, I was just identifying with so many different things that you were saying about this death thing. 
how we have to let some of that stuff die off of us. We have to take off those coats of, you know, low self-esteem, shame, addiction, whatever it may be, so that our spirit can rise up. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm so sorry. I got to get on mute. But thank you, Dion. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say this real quick. Um, you know, a, a lot of times, and, and we, for, for several years on the call, we kind of, if I would speak in tongues, I would mute my phone because I knew that people came from so many different walks of life, and I understand everybody does not understand. Um, it's not. Um, and I, I'll give me just a second. I'll let you day. Um, there, there are several different things that transpire when you use your language. And if you don't have one, there, there are reasons that I talk about it so much because it's what's made the difference for me. Because you're not praying your own will, your own thoughts, your own desires, but you're actually allowing Holy Spirit to speak through you, who intercedes for you. Um, it has been the catalyst for my growth and my transition. So I'm not I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad if you don't have a language. Um, but I am saying it has made the difference for me. But I, I also want to say this that um, you know, a lot of times, Topaz, you just said there are churches that tell you you not of God, you this, you that, and the third. I can't even begin to tell y'all um, how many times I've been ostracized at church, the place that's supposed to be safe. And it's one thing to leave, but it's another thing to know that they don't particularly care for you and have the strength to stay. Um, and the reason you stay, and, and this is by the leading of the Holy Spirit, um, it is another one of those catalytic tests that you can be in an environment where people aren't fond of you, where people are even not nice to you, where people talk about you and you know it, especially if you have any type of prophetic utterance or inkling or idea, um, and you know you're aware. Um, today, I've learned how to do that. It is not fun. It is not comfortable, but what, it's what happens when you die, because it's not about me. It's about the people that I'm called to, and I understand what that looks like. And it's a journey, a long, arduous one. But if you're struggling with purpose, I dare you, ask Holy Spirit, give me a language um, and receive it. It's a gift. Pick it up and use it for your good to make time to be in God's presence. Be okay. And then um, Monica is a perfect example. She don't even remember. <laughs> right? So the enemy will hold you hostage to thinking somebody mad at you or got a problem with you, honey. They don't even remember you came and went. You don't know what they were going through. Release people. Release processes. They are necessary. Demonstrate not just forgiveness, but freedom. Because I ain't tripping off her. She ain't tripping off me. But the enemy will create a false narrative because it's a world system. So that you're not connected to the people that you are designed to pull out. Pay attention, y'all. That's all I got. Pay attention. Juliet, go ahead. Uh, 
Amen. I, I got it. I, I understand. I love you too. Amen. Any anybody else before we go? It's it's uh we got two minutes. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. This is Juanita. I I'm not gonna hold you all, but I just really appreciate this whole dialogue and everything. Um even during your um declaration a lot of things. Um you know, some things a lot of things you say I have so much in common and um, you know, I just thank God uh for who he is and who he is in my life and even as a child, you know, how I had to be in a uh learn, you know, to let be who they are. So, so, you know, I just thank God, uh, like I said, I just thank God. Uh, thank God for you all. Thank God for you, Dion, and your transparency. And just who God has created you to be. Like, yeah, we, you know, he's, we have to die to self um, so that we can help someone else. And and someone's waiting on us, you know. And I just thank God that um, he's setting us free, even on this line. So have a great day. Well, you guys, thank you for bearing with my folly. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your participation. And I thank you for um, your willingness to entertain the idea of dying. (laughs) Somebody's life will forever be changed because you chose to die. So um, I'm excited. I hope we have some some funerals in the immediate future. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God bless. And we'll hear you guys back here at 5 p.m. If not, we'll hear you um, on tomorrow. Have a good day, everyone. Have a great day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. I bless your heart, everyone. God bless. Everyone be blessed.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Life, forgiving one another 